Well, hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean, and this is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, tech, movies, TV shows, games, more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is Friday, the 22nd of November, 2013, and this is episode 52. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. So, we're coming up on the 50th anniversary of, uh, of Doctor Who this weekend. Are you excited? I am. I, uh, I don't think you're showing it enough. <laughs> well, because it's, it's all in my face and the listeners oh, can't see right. that. Oh, well, put it into your voice, man. Okay, I'll, our, hold on. Hold on. Ask, ask me again. I'll see what I can do. All right. Let's, let's, let's do it again. Are you excited, Bean? I sure am, Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, for those of you in the uh, in, in the wonderful land of Australia, uh, the episode is airing on Sunday morning, which, granted, is the day after the anniversary, but who's counting? <laughs> um, and there are several Dendi theatres that are doing several showings. Um, I think the the one in Canberra here is doing them all all day. Um, like there are like eight different showings uh, on the Sunday that are all sold out except for one. They just keep they keep selling out and they keep adding a new one. Um, I'm very excited because despite the fact that I'm going to be away all weekend and won't actually get to partake of Doctor Who until I get back, uh, they've added a Wednesday screening uh, here in Canberra, which means that I do actually get to go and see it in 3D because I probably won't be able to watch it in 3D on the TV. And that, that's important to me because it's filmed in 3D. So, it's important that I get that full experience. And there's gonna, I'm sure there'll be a scene where the doctor puts a sonic screwdriver forward and he like just shoots out of the screen. You're like, whoa. <laughs> waves it waves it in your face. And it's all like, sonic screwdriver, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, we're looking. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm probably gonna. I'll end up watching it probably several times throughout next week, and uh, we will talk about it next week, uh, which is important. Mm. Mm. But we'll talk about it. And we'll try not to spoil people too much. But it'll be just like a movies thing where we leave it to the end of the episode, and you can you know take it or leave it as as you as you need to. But it shouldn't matter because. We know that our, our listeners are big fans and we'll have already seen it by then. And if you aren't a big fan of Doctor Who, then why the heck are you listening to us? Because <laughs> that's pretty much all we talk about is Doctor Who. Oh, and other things. But first, uh, last week, pretty much right as we released, or like it was a Thursday night or something, um, just before we uh, our episode went live, uh, the BBC surprised everyone with a, a a prequel episode minisode i guess is what they keep calling it anyway uh which is is essentially a, a prelude to the the upcoming special right and it's called well the the special is called the day of the doctor so what else would the uh previous thing the prelude the preview the whatever you want to call it uh be called other than not well, of the Doctor. Well, I mean, I was going to say it should have been, you know, the day before the day of the Doctor, because that's, you know, or 
the the day before the or the day of the Doctor Eve, maybe keeping in the holiday spirit. <laughs> it's not the holidays yet, Bean. Jeez. So I we I immediately watched it like as soon as it came out. I'm assuming that you've also seen it. I have. What were your thoughts about this? I had to do a bit of I had to do a bit of research before I just because I didn't know for sure who who um the actor was. Paul McGann. I, yeah. Um, like he looked vaguely familiar in the sense that I, I'm sure I'd seen him before, but I was like, I don't know. Am I supposed to, is there, is there some connection I'm supposed to be making with him? Um, right. But- so he's the eighth doctor. So he was the doctor prior to Eccleston, I yeah. guess, except now we know he wasn't immediately before Eccleston. Uh, he was, he, he really, I mean, his main stint as the doctor was in the, the movie that they that they prepared they they did in uh in coincide it was it was with fox i think they did it they did it like a tv movie with fox and some other company i've got to look it up now um universal studios so they did uh bbc joined up with universal studios and uh fox as in the the, the network uh to create a tv film like a, a tv movie of yeah. doctor who um which had Paul McGann. Paul McGann? I don't know. I'm going to go with Paul McGann. Paul McGann uh, in the doc- role as a doctor uh, with velvet coat and stuff. Um, and the idea was that that was going to lead into a new TV series uh, that was going to be uh, picked up on Fox, I think it was supposed to be. Um, and the movie didn't do very well, apparently, and, um, and they, Fox decided not to pick it up, um, pick up the series, and because Universal couldn't find anybody, uh, Doctor Who just kind of went, uh, dormant for a while, and then eventually, and this is why the series started again in 2005, uh, that's when all the, the, the rights went back to uh, reverted back to the BBC, and so they were able to do something with it again, which is okay. why suddenly in 2005 we had a new series. There you go. History. Yes. Uh, now, um, I, I think McGann also was on the, uh, like, did radio shows. So he, he wasn't... Yes. Like, he wasn't part of a TV series, but he was still part of a... The, I guess the the Doctor continuity, right? So he's definitely he's definitely considered part of the continuity, and yeah, he he was part of a, a bunch of uh, of radio series, and he's been in uh, he's been in uh, some of the the novels that they've produced over the years uh, about the Eighth Doctor. So he is uh, he is definitely the eight, like he is definitely one of the uh, one of the twelve currently, uh, soon to be thirteen Doctors. Um, and uh, the idea was, is that in this, he, I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and be like, you know, if if you haven't already seen it by this stage, then there is clearly something wrong with you because it's free to view on like YouTube or on the BBC website or anything like that. If you and- haven't seen it, you can go and watch, you can go and watch it. We'll include the link in it, but I'm not going to hold back because it's kind of impossible to. It's and, not and much. It's also, it's six minutes long. Like, it, it's not a yeah. lot, you know, it, it, it's a webisode, if anything. So, in this episode uh, is basically where we see Paul McGann uh, regenerate into into John Hurt. 
um, showing the how that kind of fits into the continuity. Um, there's a whole thing. There's a whole thing where um, you know he's all uppity about the fact that you know the the time wars going on and everybody is you know angry with time lords and stuff, assuming that they know who time lords are. are. Um, but the idea is that yeah, he in order to in order to do something about this time war, uh, and he apparently is the only one that can do anything about the time war, uh, then he has to regenerate into something that some somebody that can, you know, that's not the doctor. And so that's why we get, uh, that's why we get what they call, I guess they're calling him the war doctor. That was what was the, he, he was titled as in the credits. I don't know. Anyway, he's, you know, the, the, uh, the doctor, the non-doctor doctor, yeah, the, the uh, warrior is played doctor. by John Hurt. Yeah, we so we get like we don't really see John Hurt in the in the thing at all. It's just a reflection of a younger John Hurt. So the idea I think there is is that he actually is alive for quite some time. Like he's he is that that doctor is for quite some time, right? Um, which. I mean, it doesn't really give them much option as far as far as you know what they can wait, what they can do with this character because, like, you know, John Hurt isn't young. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You, anyway. you mean John Hurt isn't an actual Time Lord? No, no, he's not. <sighs> the, the, I, I don't understand yeah. this show. Then <laughs> Is, um, isn't this a documentary? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but it's it's all re reenacted stuff so uh, john hurt isn't actually the doctor he isn't actually actually the doctor there's a okay. whole other there's a whole other thing that makes much more sense yeah yeah so don't worry don't worry doctor still exists he's okay not, he's not like santa claus and you know fake or anything like that wait what do you mean <laughs> destroying childhoods yeah. uh, that's what we do here on Jillian Bean <laughs> destroy childhoods uh, yeah so uh, definitely worth worth a little a little bit of a watch I mean it's it's a it's kind of not the not the greatest achievement in writing um, but uh, but you know, it's it's kind of exciting to see him again back in back at the reins of the Doctor, even if he doesn't look kind of the same as he as he did. Not not that he, not age age wise, but the fact that he's he's missing the hair, like all that hair that he had when he was back back when he was the Doctor, like it's all it's all gone. So he's got short hair now, and he wouldn't wear a wig apparently. Apparently that apparently they were taught there was talk at some stage of. Him coming back and reprising the role of the Eighth Doctor in a new series alongside the current series, which would be kind of weird, but you know why not? I don't think it's going to actually ever happen. But you know, specifically on as far as his Wikipedia page is concerned, which is what I'm looking at, he would he would always be interested in doing it as long as he didn't have to wear a wig, <laughs> which I guess is why he came back with with you know the short short hair. Yeah, yeah. Is that mm. maybe that's his his contract requirement for any work he does now? It's just no wig. I, I don't care what it is. I don't how, how horrific it is. Just no wig. <laughs> you can put all the prosthetics you want on me. I'll do whatever you want, but it. No, I'm not wearing wig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the other thing that you can watch, and I don't know if you've seen this one. Uh, they released, I think, today. Uh, it was it was there when I got up this morning, so I guess today. There is a little video uh, 
of David Tennant introducing uh, like a little bit of a behind the scenes thing. He shows some props and effects and stuff like that that they're going to be using in the uh, in the um, in the special this weekend, and uh, it's very serious. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's very serious. I'll cross my fingers. Not that you can see that, but for effect, <laughs> very serious. Um. So yeah, no, very very soon we will have the day of the Doctor and. <sighs> everything, everything will be right with the world, I guess. <laughs> everything will come together. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's all been leading up to this. I don't actually think that's true. I think when they first started Doctor Who, they had no idea that there was going to be a 50th anniversary special where they, <laughs> you know, brought three three Doctors together. That one of them not being, you know, part of the actual, uh, not having originally been part of the actual canon. Yeah, I, th- I, being- I think we both would be quite impressed if, if they actually had that all planned. Well, maybe, maybe this, maybe what happened was the the doctor, the actual, the real doctor, maybe he watches the fiftieth, take goes back in time, tells them about the fiftieth, so they start the show, and the reason that we have the show at all is because of the fiftieth anniversary special. Yeah, I, I find. T- time travel is always confusing. Yeah, yeah, but you know it's one of those things where you know it, it you by by going back in time to to stop it is what actually causes it in the first place type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so, then and then you step uh, on a butterfly while you're back in time and just destroy the entire universe. Well, you destroy yeah everything because especially that butterfly. Yeah. Well, that that butterfly's universe is is gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, speaking of TV, your favorite is back. Yes. Well, was he? Did he ever? Was he ever on TV before? I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't think so. He's he's just. I mean, he may, he may, uh, mostly mostly movie guy. Let's let's see. Let's look it up now. Yeah, Jillian Bean doing the important investigation work. Yes. Yes. Uh, he was on. Okay, he was on Xena for twelve episodes. Of course, he was. And Hercules. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure Hercules was a spin-off of Xena, wasn't it? No, it was the other way around. I think. Oh, was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Hercules came first. Oh, uh, oh, who cares? Xena was the important one, I think. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Uh, I'm messing with you, man. I'm messing with you, man. You do not mess with my with with Kevin Sorbo. All right, <laughs> I'm not messing with Kevin Sorbo. I'm messing with you. No, no, no. You mess with you mess with me. You mess with Kevin Sorbo. I think. It's <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So, he, so Carl he, Urban is his, back his, on TV. His return to TV. The triumphant return. Yes. I don't know what else to say, but I enjoyed it. Like so, so as as of us recording this, there have been two episodes: the the pilot, which is, I guess is episode one, and then um, right the second one. Yeah. I was very impressed with the first episode. Like pilots it was, usually it expensive. Yes, I was impressed with the budget that they had. <laughs> it, it, you know what? It reminded me a lot of um. Have you seen Blade Runner? Yes. It reminded me very much of that, even down to the um protagonist eating noodles at you know an asian kind of cart type restaurant while while it's raining right yep okay 
nice little throwback to yeah. Blade Runner there. See, the whole the vibe that I got from pretty much the well, not the entire pilot, but quite a fair chunk of it, uh, was a little bit of iRobot, uh, crossed with something that I've forgotten what it was because it wouldn't be Jelly and Bean if I hadn't forgotten. How about Minority Report? Yeah, one of those futuristic movies. Anyway, um, but the whole thing with the, the especially iRobot, right? Because I mean, for starters, you got the whole robot thing and the whole thing with the in in the in iRobot there's the whole thing where the robots can't harm humans and by helping somebody that by helping somebody that doesn't need it um they might be harming somebody else because they're paying attention to somebody who can't be helped in the first place or something along that those lines like that that played very prominently into the into the start of the pilot. Right. And then there's the whole thing with, you know, he hates he hates robots and he's uh but also he's like 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 he has he has a prosthetic that is, you know, basically he's looks like his real leg, you know, to reduce their TV budget. Yeah. Uh or stick or rather stick to the TV budget. It only it only appears like it's a prosthetic, you know, on special occasions. Otherwise, it talks. It's a talking leg. It's great. I love it. It'd be awkward. <laughs> Hang on, my leg's talking again. <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing with the prosthetic and, you know, he's out of commission for a while and Demolition Man, that was what it was because he's in a coma for a couple of years, months, whatever it was. He was, he was, and he's off the force for that long and then he comes back and it's all new and everything's changed. But I mean, not quite as drastically as Demolition Man, but. You know, you get the idea. Yeah. I mean, the first episode definitely goes through a couple of um, sci-fi tropes when it comes to this type of thing. But I think they're very easy to look past. Well, I don't know about that. But I mean, I I, I accepted them and moved on. Um, hmm. I wouldn't say that I like I looked past them. I, I just kind of went, okay, well, that's kind of exactly the same thing that they did in iRobot. And left at that because I mean, if you look at other, if you look at other stuff, right? You know, every TV show, you know, has at some point has a wedding, and uh, every TV show does it. And um, you know, we don't we don't go, oh, they're doing exactly what you know, the other TV show has done. Yeah, you know that we just we accept it and move on. And that's kind of what I did with these things because I mean, it's it's not like. It's not like there's a lot of movies where this ha- has happened. It's just it was pretty f- fairly prominent in my mind when I was watching it, uh, especially considering the whole um, you know robot human thing with, with that you know in common with with iRobot. Much much less Demolition Man, more iRobot. I think. I don't know. I I, I enjoyed it. Like I, I I thought it was there was some funny funny parts in there. Uh, especially the second episode. Have you seen the second episode yet? I have. I've watched it right before we Cause, recorded. <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, earlier today you hadn't you hadn't watched it yet. Well, they uh, su- they surprised me by doing the you know two episodes in two days. I, I thought it'd be one episode and then a week later the other one. So it kind of threw me. It is really really it is really odd, um, but especially because I th- I'm fairly certain the the pilot episode was actually like an extended episode. I think it felt extended. Well, you know what? Um, you know how you can always tell when a TV show is like slightly longer. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it was only like 46 minutes compared to like 42. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that much extended. I remember I remember watching I remember watching the like the original Star Trek um TV show, the original series. Oh. And those episodes were like 50 minutes long. Yeah. Like it's not that much longer. It's like 8 minutes, but, they but felt it just it. felt so much longer. Like it, you could feel how long it was. Um what am I looking for? Almost human. Um, for, yeah, it's only 47 minutes, uh, according to this. So it's not actually that much longer. It's not an um, extended but episode. So, so this aired in the US, this aired on Fox. And I'm pretty sure they've, this isn't the first time they've done the, uh, cause it was, it aired Sunday night in the, in the US, the first episode. I, and, I, and I'm pretty sure they've done that before where it's like Sunday is the introduction of the series. And then, you know, Monday or whenever it is that the series is actually supposed to air is where, is where it continues that week. Right. Because I guess more people, I guess more people will be watching TV on Sunday night and they figure they'll get people interested for the rest of the week. I think the other thing is possible, possibly that they actually postpone this show because um, it was supposed to air two weeks ago originally. And um, for reasons that I'm not aware of, they postponed the pilot. Um, so it, that is it's also, also possible that they uh, put themselves into a bit of a... Um, hurry i guess to get episodes out by yeah. doing that i don't i don't know it's 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 an odd thing um um but look it's it's an interesting show certainly and i i'm i'm very interested in seeing where it's going um i, I wouldn't say that they've found their feet yet um they're probably doing better than say agents of shield ended up doing like that's that's agents exactly. of shield started kind of and then got str- like it's been getting stronger and stronger this is a much stronger start, um, which is good because you don't normally get that with a pilot. Um, yeah. But we'll see where it goes. That's exactly what I was telling Ruby after we watched the second one. I'm like, I, I, I'm, I feel like this is a much better show than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been just because like it, it just feels like it feels like a more established show already. Like, I, I don't feel like right. they're still trying to do the whole. Ooh, I don't, I don't know about you. Let me tell me, tell me about your feelings. Let me get to know you a bit better. It's like, no, no, no. They, they, they've got past that. It's, it's into the cool stuff. You know? Yeah. They keep, they do keep bringing out lots of, uh, lots of cool little te- uh, tech things and stuff like that, little gadgets and stuff. Um, in the second episode, there is, um, like they, they do this thing where they spray, like these, these dudes spray stuff on their face so that they ca- in the, in cameras, like, in, in show cameras, not the actual TV cameras, they they appear to be like white, like their faces appear white and and shining. Yeah, it's also possibly because they're vampires. But um, <laughs> you know, there's there's I'm going to go with the, the the stuff that they sprayed on themselves, little little gadgets and stuff like that. Um, they're kind of all over the place, and it's uh, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think um, that's one of the things I like about it. It isn't just like they're not throwing it in your face, like we're in the future. Look at all this future stuff. Like it, it's a bit more subdued. Yeah. I mean, other than you know all the androids, that one's like it's kind of in your face, but they're, <laughs> but not not so much everything else. <laughs> yeah, it's like and and have you noticed that they you know how they they little they've got like little lines that glow like underneath or on their skin, right? Yeah. Pretty much every android, every I don't know what they call are they are they androids? I guess yeah, I think so. Pretty much every android uh, has red lines, except the main guy who has blue lines. It's pretty much every single one. And it's at one stage, Mel goes, 
oh, you know, he's he's a bad one because, oh, or she's a bad one. I think it was the second episode and it was the, the chick at the beginning. You know, she's a bad one because she's got, she's got red lines. I was like, no, they all got red lines <laughs> except for the main guy. He's the only one with blue, which is really odd. Well, I think it's funny that it, they they light up when they're doing an Android type things. So, so they're 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 essentially giant USB thinking. sticks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's when they're thinking. They think like you can tell when he's supposed to be thinking because you can't hear the cogs turning, but you can see yeah. the little wires going going getting lit up. Okay, and, and I guess we should um what we did kind of skip over is if, if you didn't um if you, if you didn't listen to the show where we talked about upcoming TV shows, Almost Human is about. Um, Carl Urban's character, who's a cop, gets injured, comes back on the force, is forced to have a android partner, and eventually ends up with, um, this guy who is played by, I forget his, I forget the character's name, but the actor's name is Michael. The character's name is Dorian. Dorian. Okay. The, the actor's name is, is Michael Ely, I think. Um, so he gets, he gets partnered yep. with him, and he's kind of like a, an, an android with emotions. Like, yeah, kind of a, like mo- a-, a model that's kind of been taken away just because there were too many issues with the emotions. Right. Um, so you, it's Apparently not like, you know, he's like, freak you out. know, he, he's not doing the, I am a robot. I am your partner. It, you know, it's kind of like the, and don't call me a synthetic. That's offensive, you know? <laughs> and he, he says, like, you, you, uh, you violated the crap out of his, his human rights. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the fact that he throws the, the, you know, the little, Pete little bit in there to kind of jazz up the sentence is interesting because it's not like it's not ne- un- it's not necessary but it's part of I guess the programming and the writing is I like the idea is that he appears more human yeah. in many many ways and then I guess yeah get, getting past that it it does become it essentially it's a not quite it's not not quite a procedural because it's not it's not really evidence based it's it's still like a it's it's still got that like entertaining and the kind of gloss over a lot of the I guess your generic police show type stuff, um, but it you know it is still them investigating future crime you know crimes that can only occur because we're in the future with our future technology, right? Yeah, like there's a whole like the the second episode is is uh kind of about, kind of more about the androids, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and like, you know, all the stuff that's happening, it's kind of exploring the world that they've, that they've created, um, you know, the legalities around various different Android businesses and types, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I won't go into it too much cause I don't want to spoil it. Did only like air, uh, this week. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an interesting series and I'm interested in seeing where it's going. Um, I guess the i mean the the real telling thing will be how they end the se- this this particular season um because you can start really strong but not end really strong right um and i think that's uh, i think kind of uh to compare it to agents of shield again which um it it kind of started really weakly but i i feel like it's going to end really strongly because that's typically how um first season joss whedon shows tend to go um, they kind of have to find their footing and then they just really, like, they really take off, typically. I mean, that's, it, you know, it, it was the case with, say, for instance, Dollhouse and the first few episodes of Dollhouse were kind of average, really average. 
Um, but by about the fifth or sixth episode, I can't remember exactly which one it was. Um, uh, it got really like it just suddenly got really good and it stayed strong right through to the end of the season. Um, but by then it was kind of too late and it was already on the way way out the door and it only lasted one more season. I would say it's because they didn't focus enough on Amy Acker. Well, she was kind of a no, no. no I don't care. I, I would watch a show that was just Amy Acker. <laughs> right, I see. She, she's she's my uh, she's what Cat Denning is to you. <laughs> oh right. Okay. What is it about her? Is it like the nose or something? Just the, the overall. The overall, right? It's not one specific thing, so it's not really like Cat Denning. Yeah, that's to that's true. <laughs> oh, okay, how about this? It's it's the acting ability. So you know, it's definitely not cat, like Cat Denning. <laughs> Uh, she she's mostly okay. Come on, leave leave her alone. She she does all right, but she's you know she's TV quality. She's not movie quality. <laughs> not like Scar. Not not like Scarlet. Scarlet's Scarlet's just quality <laughs> through and through. So uh, the, I mean, the reason that I bring Dollhouse up and stuff like that. I mean, whether or not this show managed to to stay strong throughout the entire season, or whether it kind of starts petering out. Um, and losing losing um, momentum, I guess, as it gets closer to the finale. And some shows they like, do really, really well, and they at the end of the finale, you're just like, "What? Yeah. Why? Why would you do that like that?" And just like they just kind of stuff that up. Mm. It, it's kind of a "we'll see how it goes" type thing. But like I said, it started strong and looks like it's going to do uh, do fairly well. Um, it's definitely got like an interesting uh, premise to it. Something that we don't see a lot of on TV. Um, the whole and like the whole Android thing. Um, I kind of wanted there to be like a Bender-like character in this, but you know, there is only one Bender, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, we'll we'll see how we. We'll see how it goes. And, and look, you know what? I'm, I'm for you, Jelly. I'm, I'm sure there'll be an episode where they go to some, like you know, you know, uh, outdated Android factory, and there will be some character that goes, you know, bite my shiny, and then you know it'll cut to another scene really quickly. But you'll, you'll be like, oh my gosh, that was better. <laughs> I'll be like, yay! As long as it's got John DiMaggio. Hey, they could have him be the literal robot. They could, mm. or uh, yeah, he, at least uh, as long as he's in the episode somehow, like he could be voicing something. I don't know. Like I, w- I would be happy. Like that would be, that would be all that would be required. And then they would probably add something from his uh, from his his time as you know they would have him quote something because you know that's what you do. Yeah. You always you always like quote or refer to their previous previous work. That's just how it works. Yeah. So, neither doctor. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, was, you know, upcoming Doctor Who special. Yeah, that's awesome. Woo! I'm very excited. <laughs> Almost human. I'm kind of slightly less excited, but I'm very, uh, I'm very positive about the whole thing. So now that we've talked about all the TV news that we have, let's talk about game news. Video game time. Video games. I still feel like gonna- we need, um, like section music. I know you. I know you. You keep saying that. It's it's more fun if we if we do it ourselves, like during the episode. I I just think it's fun, and well, I just, we can we can do it like we can sync it up together. It can have like you 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 do like a mad baseline ready and go. <laughs> video games, video games. <laughs> See, and that's awesome. 
Uh, and just think if we were on the news, it'd be a bunch of like, you know, stock photos of people playing video games flying around the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. um, some, something, uh, released this week. And that was the PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4! Okay, we stopped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I can safely say that neither of us is going to be able to give too in detail to review because neither of us owns it. Uh, I don't even have money. <laughs> I don't even have money. <laughs> Let's all feel sorry for Jelly now. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you were correct. I don't have a PlayStation 4. Uh, and uh, I mean, let, let's be honest. I was probably not going to be getting one in in, uh, in any case because I'm an Xbox guy. Same here. Same here. But we, we'll still, um, for for the few listeners who are PlayStation people, we'll still talk talk about it as as we as we do with all topics. It's still a good platform, which is, you know, and it's that they made that very clear with the, with their launch. Like they, they've done a lot of things with the PS4 that um, that really bring the, the console, like really kind of uh, make the console a much better, much better platform for games, I think. Right. So tell us about the PS4, Bean. All right. Well, I guess first, first launch news is that in the first 24 hours in North America, they've sold over 1 million systems. That's uh, that's a lot of systems. Yeah, so it's not bad, and it's one of those things. Even if they had sold ten systems, it really doesn't matter because it's going to be around for what a decade. So what matters is long term sales, not first day sales. Yeah, uh, well, yes, yes, and no. I mean, first day sales. Uh, I I I feel like first day sales are definitely something to kind of look at. Um, for popularity reasons, I guess, because it kind of shows you how many people are interested in getting the the console in the first place. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to last, but it's usually a fairly good ind- indication of of how the how the platform will go. And um, well, it's also one of those things. Christmas is right around the corner, so a lot of people, and I guess people would have to buy it now in order to give them for people at Christmas. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But apparently, apparently, some of them have not been doing very well. Yes, there's there's what's been called the blue light of death. Um, don't call, don't go towards the light, Johnny. Yeah. Don't go towards the light. <laughs> but it's blue, and I can hear so many noise. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so the blue light of death is um, essentially it's not. Sending a signal to the TV, right? Uh, like okay. that's essentially what the problem is. So, so it's called the blue light because the light, the light on the PS4 first turns blue, and then when it connects, it's supposed to turn white. So, but it's just staying blue. Um, okay. It's only if it's it's affected all of, I think like point four percent of of people who have them. Yeah, obviously, it's nowhere near as bad as like the red ring of death was for the 360, but it's not a great story to have out there within the first week of launch. Yeah, like I I can understand that and I mean it's it's obviously not a good thing for them because it would go much better for them if it didn't it, it didn't happen. Um but let's be honest, the Xbox 360 didn't like it had the bad publicity because of the red ring of death, but it never actually like I don't think it ever lost uh, a huge amount of audience because of that. Sure, yeah. 
some people would have gone, oh, my Xbox died. Well, screw this. I'm, you know, I'm jumping ship and going to PS, uh, to PlayStation. Um, you know, most of those people, they probably would jump back to Xbox at the first sign of this problem as well. Um, it's got nothing to do with, you know, a loyalty thing. They were obviously not, they're not loyal to a platform in the, in the beginning when that sort of thing happens. Right. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I had a red ring of, I had red ring of death, uh, on my first Xbox. Um, and I mean, I, I just went and got it fixed and then ended up buying a new Xbox later on. Um, so like a few years later when, uh, it, it, it inevitably broke again. Um, but you know, I, it didn't, it never sent me to, to PlayStation. I, I think, I mean, it's, it's clearly not a bad thing. Um, but at the end of the day, they like, they're, they're obviously working on it and I don't think it's going to, it's going to make it a huge, like have a huge effect on things. Um, because, well, I mean, it's a place it's only, I mean, it's only affecting what, like, what did you say? Like 0.4% or something? Yeah. 0.4. So that's, uh, four out of every thousand. Yeah. Look, I, I, I don't think I don't think it's going to turn out so badly for them. I mean, it is it is obviously bad for for some people, but yeah, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and and overall, the reviews for the PS4 have been uh, positive. That's good. Yeah. No. No. I mean, at least the, the ones that I've followed, they they all seem pretty happy with it. Um. And and I think this is going to be something the same issue that people are having. Like some of these reviewers have also gotten um. Uh, Xbox One's review, and the issue is there's just there's there's no good launch games for either system at the moment. So it's one of the things that where oh, there's, like there's probably a car game. Yeah. yeah oh, <laughs> but, of course. Yeah. yeah. So like I'm I'm looking at Kotaku and like the summary of their their review says you'll want one eventually, but as cool as it is, you don't need it right now. And that's the thing about it. I think um, with the PS4 and the Xbox One, incidentally, um, which is releasing, I guess, today because Friday um, and 22nd and all that. Um, Xbox One. I'm not buying one of them either because I've got no money. <laughs> Crickets. Crickets. Um, nobody cares about your problems, Jelly. Just talk about stuff. Okay. So, um, I mean, the big, the big problem with both of these consoles is they have zero backwards compatibility at all. Um, so until they actually do release games um, for these systems, there's not going to be a lot to play, you know, and there's really only a handful of games for either of them at the moment. Um, so I don't think anybody needs to be in a rush to go out and buy one, regardless of how good they are. Yeah, and I was like, we, we were talking before we um, before we recorded, I was um, a couple stores are having, you know, sales over here for the xbox one so selling it below retail and i was i'm um, thinking oh that looks good you know that that price is pretty you know probably the best i'm gonna get you know in in the short term like ooh, should i buy it and i sat there going but what games would i buy like i don't i don't like any of the games that are um that that are currently announced to to be released on the same day i'm like what, what would be the point i would just go out and spend almost 600 bucks for something and i'd still be playing the 360 Sure. And I mean, and the thing about it is, is that there are a few games that are coming out for the 360 that I'm interested in. Uh, most notably, uh, there is the Lego Marvel superheroes game. And obviously the next, uh, Assassin's Creed game, uh, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Right. Um, 
I mean, obviously there are games coming out in very short term that will be available. That they they are being they're claiming claiming to be releasing at about the same time. So it they should be coming out well probably today, maybe you know in the next in the next few weeks. Um, but the thing is, is they're also coming out on three sixty, and um, until there is significant reason for me to actually go out and buy, uh, you know, an, an Xbox One for, for you know because there are you know a lot of good games that I want to get on it. Um, uh, I'm completely content with my three sixty and the number of games on that that are on there at the moment. And eventually, what will happen is exactly what happened to like the original Xbox and the original PlayStation and the PlayStation Two and stuff, where the games eventually just stop coming for those particular platforms right right but at this point in time like they're still releasing releasing games for these for those platforms so if all you in my instance anyway like because i don't play it a lot i'm perfectly happy to sit down and play assassin's creed on my 360 um i'm perfectly happy to sit down and play um you know the the marvel game when it eventually drops on my 360 as well i'm not I'm not in a rush to uh I'm not in a rush to buy buy a whole new console just so I can play like two games. Um Yeah, well I, so think, I think I think it's you know, it's reasonable to to wait at this stage. Yeah, and, and you're not missing anything by not purchasing the game right now or by not purchasing the system right now. Like if if anything, the system will get better because it's new technology. There's there's gonna be bugs, there's gonna be issues. You know, with with things yeah, like right. that, that blue light, you know, whatever's causing it, they'll they'll get it figured out, you know, and easily within six months, no one will have that issue again, you know. Yeah, or at least you know they'll have they'll have a, a, a structure in place so that they can deal with it, you know, like and kind of like the way that they did with um the uh, Xbox 360 and the Red Ring of Death because that kept coming for a little while. Um, they never they didn't figure out the issue for for quite a while but um or at least not you know not completely and then but they did have a system in place that whereby uh had to send it send your xbox away for a day or two when they essentially replaced it um and it was you know it worked out fine and uh i'm sure the same thing will happen for this blue blue light thing and uh but in the meantime like if if you're not if you're not super keen on playing with the new hardware then uh, i think you're perfectly fine to wait them's my thoughts and them's my yeah. thoughts too so get out of my head okay all right good cool. but yeah so i mean we'll, we'll talk a bit next week um about the xbox if there's anything exciting that happens but i, I think generally it's going to be a lot of the same things like a lot of reviews came out um, over the past couple days of it, and and essentially it's the same reviews as for the you know PS4. Oh, we like this, but wait for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, if you do actually buy one of these consoles and you decide to go out and buy one, then don't plug it into your LG smart TV. Oh, what a lovely, lovely segue into our next topic. Yeah. Uh, so there was a recent article on Ars Technica, and. I will, I'm going to read you off the title because I feel like it summarizes this good enough. It says, smart TV from LG, LG phones home with users viewing habits and USB file names. Is it called ET? Is that the name of the TV? ET? It should, it should be, but it's probably not. 
LG, what are you doing? Yeah, re- regardless regardless of its alien name or lack thereof. <laughs> this is this is bad. Like this is not good. This isn't like Yeah, this is y- this is terrible. Yeah. Um so, so essentially this this guy you know was messing around with this TV and he noticed that it was sending data unencrypted over the internet to some, you know, LG location. Um, and see, so it would put, it had a, a, sorry, had a device ID unique to him. So, you know, it it wasn't just generic information saying, oh, somebody was watching, you know, HBO for two hours. It was, you know, device X3409D was watching HBO for three hours. Um, so it, it sent, sent the device ID, the, the name of the channel being watched, when it was changed and and this is when so like inside the tv there were some settings for like collection collection of info this is when it was set to off it was still sending this this is that this is terrible like this is really bad um this is essentially privacy like a, a a privacy um injustice that wasn't the word i was originally going for but that's what it is it's an injustice but wait it gets it gets worse Oh, really? So, you know how smart TVs usually have USB ports? Right, yep. Mine okay. has two of them, I think. Yeah. So, so he plugged in a um a, a, a flash drive, uh put a file on there that he renamed to something. Um I'm going to say it once so I'll have, I'll never have to say these words again. Um midgetporn2013.avi just to to see to see what um see if, i guess to, to make it stand out a bit more sure sure and sure enough that file name was transmitted along with you know device id and all that kind of stuff to lg wow wow so basically what you're saying is is that when you plug in a usb drive and like for some people like they plug in you know entire hard drives they are sent like they're sending like a list of the entire contents of that drive. That's this is really bad. Yeah, this is really really bad. Yeah, and um, so it it's sent to. Uh, I think he was in um the UK, so it was sent to gb smartshare which I don't. I think you could go there. And there's nothing there. So right, you know, theoretically, LG isn't doing anything at the moment, but. That's still an LG domain, so they can choose to at any point. Um, well, they don't even have to like they don't even have to do anything public with this data, right? Because all that they would do, like all they need to do, is sell this data, and that's typically what happens when people collect this sort of data is it gets sold to it gets sold to you know third parties and stuff. Um, in the case of you know TV viewing habits, they might sell it to TV companies as you know kind of addition to ratings data and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, in our experience, you know people watch your show on an LG TV you know eighty percent of the time, or yeah. whatever. You know, it's um, like it, that, that's that's the sort of thing that they do. So essentially, this is data that's going to end up getting sold. So yeah, if you've if you've got an LG TV. There's probably going to be uh, end up being like class action lawsuits about this. Um, I reckon there's there's certainly there's definitely uh, reason for them. I guess 
Yeah. So when this, when this, when the guy who found this, he contacted LG and, um, what they essentially said was, uh, you accept the terms of condition on your TV. And this was part of them. Uh, if you weren't aware of this, you should talk to the retailer who sold you the TV, not us. So, so not a, no, it's not supposed to do that, but, uh, yes, it is supposed to do that. And you've agreed to that by using it. Uh, Wow. You know what? And it's one of those things like, you you know, when you use a Google service that you're the product. Right. Because you're like, if you're not paying for anything, you are the product. Yeah, right. That's, that's. I, I, I think that's at least not great, but it's acceptable because you, you know, you're giving your information in order to get quote unquote free services. Right. But with this, with this situation, you're paying for the TV. You know, you're, you're dropping, you know, what, a grand and a half to get it. And they're still grabbing your data to sell. Yeah. Or, or to, to do whatever they want with. Look, it's a terrible, terrible thing. And it's, it's one of these situations where they, they can claim that it's in the, the terms of condition because nobody ever reads them. And, uh, I guess this is one of the bad things about terms of conditions on anything is that people don't read them because they're typically like a big long list of really dry wording. Like it's not even written so it's clear to understand. It's made to be, uh, it's made to be confusing. And so people don't like to read them. It's not, it's not like, it's not like an enjoyable read. You're not like, turn. it's not a page turn. You're not like, oh, what's going to happen next? Oh, what? They're going to, they're going to sell my data. Yeah. You know, it's it's this sort of thing where it's it's this sort of thing where they just they hide it in the terms and condition because they know that you know most people aren't going to read them unless they're particularly you know somewhat anal retentive, and yeah, look it and you know they, then they can kind of get away with it. But you know, th- this is a really really bad thing, and I think you know, I think this is the sort of thing where if you if there are not going to be lawsuits about it, which I feel, I'm fairly certain there are going to be lawsuits at some stage, there will be like class action lawsuits or something about this. It always happens. Um, and if you have a smart, an LG smart TV and you think it might be doing this, then I would 100% get on board with that because um, you know, you'll at least get something for, you know, for your data. Um Right. Yeah, the, the like that. That's usually the end result. Is you'll get like twenty bucks, and you know, and they'll be give it a slap on the wrist and told not to do it again. Um, but the best thing that you can possibly do is just not give LG any of your money. No more buying LG TVs. No more buying LG products of any kind, really. Smartphones, any of their stuff that could possibly you know provide them money, because this is this is a really really bad thing, and we. This is the sort of thing that you don't. That we don't want companies getting it in their heads that they can do this sort of stuff. And I'm sure that there, there are plenty of companies that that do it. And there's always somebody that tries. Um, and I'm I, I feel like you know they they felt like they could get away with it because well you know it's a TV nobody nobody expects the TV to be sending data right. But something has to be done about it. And the really the only two options that we have are not to give LG money, and to get involved in any class action lawsuits that are happening. And really, you can only do that if you have an LG TV to begin with. So, um, and likely it'll be, you know, specific models probably. Yeah. But this is definitely something that you want to get uh, You want to get involved in. The first thing you can probably do is make sure that you disconnect your TV from the internet. Don't connect it up again, because if it's not connected, 
you can't send data. And let's yeah. be honest, it's a TV. You you really only need to be using it to watch TV, not to be posting Twitter. <laughs> uh, just you know, you know, use your use your phone for that. Jeez, jeez. Well, unless you have an LG phone. Yeah, if you've got an LG phone, you you're screwed. <laughs> what, do, what do you have an LG? What do you even if you have an LG refrigerator? Ooh, are they are they sending and- data on the thing, the food that you're eating? It'll, it'll be a combination. The they'll say, they'll, they'll say, while Jelly was watching My Little Pony for two hours, or My Little Pony AVI for two hours, he he got up and and you know ate ate six six you know six containers of Oreos. Oh, that's we we gotta we gotta make sure to market these together. <laughs> mm, yes, the My Little Oreo, as we'll call them. Oh uh, no! Come on, you ru- you ruined it. <laughs> By doing that was just terrible, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, look, I th- I think you know I think this is certainly something that uh, is it's not a it's there in no diff- no way can it be defined as a good thing. It's it's definitely a bad thing, uh, yeah. and you should you should definitely get involved in it in some way uh, if you can because we don't want to stop we want to stop this from happening. We don't want it to continue. We don't want other companies trying to get in on this sort of action. Um, and the only way that we can do that is by by doing getting involved in one of the various ways that I just mentioned before. Um, All right. So, I think that's that. I think that's that. I don't think I've got anything more to say on that, or anything really. Yeah. I, well, I think I think we're at a good point. So, guys, if you would like to read about anything that we've talked about today, then you know what you can do. You can go and read the show notes. And the show notes are at uh, jellyandbean.co forward slash 52. It feels so old, 52. It's just... Yeah. I mean, it's, only an episode. It's, it's an old man episode. <sighs> you can also get in contact with us. Um, tell us about your experiences in life, things that you like to do, your hobbies, your likes, dislikes, that sort of thing. Jump onto our website, jellyandbean.co forward slash contact. Uh, send us an email from there and uh, we will read it. We will always read it. Every time. You can also get in t- contact with us individually. Bean is on Twitter, on the Twitters, so to speak, as Brandroid Attack. B R A N D R O I D A T A C K. And I. And jelly bean soup. Jelly bean soup. Very three simple words. <laughs> Way simpler than his. I don't know what you're doing, hey, but you know, I, I I thought about changing it, but I, I couldn't find all, all the good ones that are you know, some combination of my name that are actually shorter than Brandro Attack are all already taken. Uh them's the breaks. Them's the breaks. Anyway, guys, it's been amazing. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week for the final episode of for the year. Well, not really the final episode of the year, but, you know, getting close to it. Uh, so, guys, uh, tune in next week and we will be there, I guess, probably, maybe, if we feel like it, if we decide to get out of bed. And uh, we'll see you then. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.